0: We Infuse Podcast, episode number 28. Welcome to the We Infuse Podcast. My name is Dylan McCabe, and in every episode, we give you a behind-the-scenes look at the infusion center landscape, and we interview industry experts so that you can have tips, tools, and a roadmap to grow your infusion practice the best way possible. And in this episode, I'm really excited because we interview Woody Baum. He's a founder and CEO of OI Infusion based out of New Hampshire, They're in over 25 groups across the nation managing their infusion practices. He has over 50 employees and he has a really unique story of going from being in the mergers and acquisitions space, doing debt and equity raises for a very large company and then moving from that to launching an infusion center management company you're going to hear that story and the key takeaways from it and then episode this episode let's jump right into it all right as i mentioned we have a special guest woody bomb on the show today he's the founder and ceo of oi infusion so woody thanks for being on the show thanks for having me dylan Heck yeah. I'm glad we could pull this off. And uh, in the midst of, you know, the recording of this podcast, in the midst of all the COVID-19 stuff, everything is still rocking and rolling with infusion centers. Life life has to keep going. So I'm really excited to hear your story. And uh, before we dive into all the questions I want to ask, just give our listeners kind of your background, who you are, and and how OI Infusion started.
1: Yeah. So, so again, my name is Woody Vaughn. the, the... Founder and CEO of OI Infusion. Uh, I have a background in, in corporate finance, primarily. I worked at mergers and acquisitions at, uh, at Goldman Sachs and, and City, and, and doing uh, debt and equity raises as well. Um, prior to founding the company, I had been looking for uh, healthcare companies to acquire and operate. Um, you know, we had this. We knew that payers were forcing a lot of services out of the outpatient setting into lower cost settings, and thought that that was a really interesting trend that we wanted to be able to, to capitalize on, um, was, was looking for opportunities in that that sort of fit that general thesis. When my now business partner reached out to me, uh, Gareth Dickens and said, Woody, you know, there's these companies, uh, in, in Texas that are doing infusion center management. They're they're partnering with physicians to, um, to open in-office infusion centers, uh, and, and take that off of the the physician's plate and help lower healthcare costs, provide a better patient experience. And, um, and, and they've been successful in Texas, but we don't really have anything like that in the Northeast. And, you know, when I, he, he, he's, he presented that as an idea, I did my diligence on it and I thought it was really compelling both from a sort of a value standpoint in terms of, you know, who benefits from a in-office infusion center management. Um, I, I, i didn 't know much about infusions, but i could I could really understand the value to physicians of uh, opening an in office infusion center and, and, and outsourcing that service and I could understand the benefits to patients and the benefits to to payers was was very clear, so that was really compelling um, and as I did more diligence, I thought that there was a real Opportunity, both geographic, because because there wasn't a big presence in the, the Northeast with infusion center management companies, but just in general, um, you know, we thought there was a gap in 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 what could be provided versus what the market was giving to uh, to independent physicians. So, sort of armed with that knowledge, um, went ahead with my partner, um, raised some money, um, and 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 off to the races. He had a, a background with urgent care. And I I hired two of his employees to help me get the business off off the ground. He became my first client, and my job was to um, to build a business out of it. So so we started January 2018. Since then, we've grown to over 25 uh, in-office infusion centers throughout the Northeast and Midwest. We're now in the Southeast as of uh, as of a couple weeks ago, um, and have over 50
0: employees. It's been it's been uh, it's been a ride to say the least. Wow. That, that's quite quite an opening to your story. I, I don't, you know, I don't think we've, I don't, to my knowledge, unless I'm just experiencing a lot of inefficiency in my brain due to the arrival of a newborn, I, I don't think we've interviewed anybody that started an infusion center management company. We've interviewed a few guys that have started infusion centers, but not infusion center management companies. And I think it's really interesting that you come from a background where you were constantly analyzing mergers, acquisitions, doing debt and equity raises, constantly looking through spreadsheets to see how viable something is and looking at the market and, and just looking at all the different factors for viability there. And you're really the perfect guy to determine whether or not this is a business you can launch into. And you had your friend who you partnered with who had a, a background in urgent care. So the two of you guys teamed up. And I mean, gosh, I, you started in January of 2018. I, I would call that success for sure and some pretty rapid growth now that you're in 25 sites
1: yeah i mean it wasn't um you know we had a business plan we're we're ahead of that plan it's it's the growth is um it's definitely faster than we thought it would be um and i think a lot of that stems from the fact that there's a need out there that that infusions are really complicated um independent physicians often need help with it and and we offer a solution that helps meet their needs so um, you know, when you're solving a real problem, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to grow, you're going to grow, you're going to see adoption. So, um, you know, there's, uh, yeah, there, it, it's, it, I'll say it was expected, but unexpected. Everything we, we've come across.
0: Well, get ready for the contact on LinkedIn. Cause I, I think anybody thinking any, any guys that are kind of like you were thinking about, okay, we may partner up and start an infusion center. They're going to want to, they're going to probably want to talk to you. But looking back what was one of the things that, I mean, obviously, again, this is right in your wheelhouse, analyzing a business model and, and determining all the factors it takes to start a business. But what were the things that really stood out to you that you wish you had done uh, that you maybe missed or maybe didn't account for early in the early planning stages?
1: Yeah, you know, I say, I think um, entrepreneurs, yeah, ignorance is bliss sometimes. You know, you you want to... You want a solid business plan, but sometimes if you know too much, it can get overwhelming and actually dissuade you. Um, and I did not know how sort of complicated infusion centers would be. Um, sort of on paper, it seemed like a fairly straightforward business and an in- office model seemed seem straightforward. It's, it's actually, it's incredibly complicated. Um, incredibly complicated. And that's why, you know, there's really, besides us, there's probably only th- three other infusion center management companies out there they're really tough to to start they're tough to grow they're tough to scale um you know we've powered through some of those issues but um i think i think being ignorant to or sort of unaware of some of the challenges worked in our favor because you know once you're in it you've got to survive i mean you 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 arrive on shore shore and you burn the boats and and you've got no no other option but to push forward Um, but but i I mean, infusions are challenging. It's different. You know, even, you know, people in healthcare don't understand how complicated it can be. Um, You know, we've had to, you know, we've had to learn the hard way at times on on some of the challenges.
0: So share, share one of those stories about one of the most challenging situations you've had to deal with with running an infusion center? I mean, was it staff? Was it uh, side effects of a drug being administered to a patient? Was it all the moving parts of the business model? I mean, share, share a specific instance where you're like, holy cow, this is I I didn't see this coming.
1: You know, I think, I mean, there's a lot that I can point to. I, you know, I, um, you know, one story that stands out and it's a, it's a fairly unremarkable story, but, um, you know, we had, uh, you know, we received a referral for, uh, an Ocrevus infusion. So it was a, you know, $32,000 infusion. Um, and we did everything perfect. We did the benefits investigation. We got the prior authorization. I mean, we, we crossed our I's and dotted our T's and I know I got that backwards, but, but we did everything right. And then we got denied, you know, we, you know, we submitted the claim. We got denied. We appealed, we got denied. I mean, we did everything perfect. Um, it met medical necessity. And um, I mean, it actually turned out the patient had an insurance plan that she wasn't aware of. Um, and, and it's just, we had to bite the bullet on that. We had to eat the cost of a really expensive drug. And it was really frustrating to think, man, like we did everything right. Like we couldn't have, we couldn't have done anything differently. And we'd still had to write this off. And and then you know at the same time, I thought, well thank you know for us as a as a business you know that's that's kind of the point. it's that you know physicians can do everything right and and it doesn't mean you're going to get paid right and and these are such expensive drugs that the cost of of you know, the cost of mistakes is so high, and that's what allows us to you know to survive as a business but it but it was you know it was both um sort of bad in the sense of you know we it was you know frustrating that we had to write this down, but at the same time, it was good that, hey, there's a real problem we solved. This is why a lot of physicians don't infuse when they when they could because of these challenges. And we can help them with this. You know, we have deep enough pockets to weather some of these storms and we're relentless. And so if we do have to write something off, we're not stopping. I mean, we're not gonna just get a denial and stop there. We can we have the bandwidth and the the stubbornness to to, to pursue that claim. And often we do get paid, but you know, it happens. Right. And and the consequences to mistakes in this industry are really high.
0: So let me piggyback off that, because I've, I met with a lot of uh, physicians in the Northeast, especially in New York, <clears throat> as I was calling on certain offices that did infuse. I ran across so many that did not. And when I asked the <laughs> ph- physicians, do you do any in-office infusions, they were like, oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> You know, I don't want to run into financial problems and this and that and the other. And they, you know, they hear one story of something that went wrong and it makes them just run the other way. So if I'm a physician, because we do have a lot of physicians listening to this podcast, if I'm a physician and I've, I've toyed with the idea of, of starting an infusion practice, what is your, you know, your sales pitch essentially to me as a physician, as an, as an infusion center management company? I mean, what do you guys come in and say and what, what makes your offering so compelling?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think a, a lot of it is just having an honest conversation with that physician about what are his or her strengths, um, you know, and having, you know, if they have the the self-awareness to to recognize whether their, their office can or cannot do this service. Um, you know, and the core competency of a physici- physician office is not uh, infusion therapy. It's not to say they can't do it, right? Plenty of independent physicians infuse uh, independently and infuse successfully, but, but you know, I tell that story of that one okravis denial and say, "Hey, like you need to be prepared for these events. You might get denied, or, or maybe it takes six to nine months to get paid on that claim, but you still paid for the drug, right? You know the money is spent already you, you spent thirty thousand dollars to maybe make you know, six hundred dollars nine months from now it's not is that really the best use of your your, your time? you know, do you have fifty to one hundred thousand dollars set of set aside in the event that some of these claims get denied and you have to fight them and it takes six months to get paid um or keep doing your thing as a physician keep doing the office visits keep treating patients let us handle the headache you know especially starting up starting up is really challenging um you know in a couple of years down the line if you're unhappy or you think you could do it better on your own you know feel free but like you know, the beginning is one of the more challenging times. And it's, there's a lot of lessons to be learned, and they can be really expensive. And if we can help a physician um, not have to learn those lessons, it just makes a lot of sense for them. So, um, but but it takes some some self-aware, it takes, you know, it takes an understanding of that physician's strengths and weaknesses and the ability to say, hey, we're good at this, we may not be that great at this, or, hey, we can probably figure this out, but do we really want to, you know, do we really want to, potentially be wrong on that. So, you know, it's just, it's just one less thing for the physician to worry about.
0: And so, so let's say I, I, I say to you, okay, Woody, you guys have been in business two years. You've got over 50 employees. You're in 25 sites around the U.S. I checked out your website. You work with rheumatologists. I'm a rheumatologist. You also work with other specialties, but what's the process? You've got my interest. What's the next step?
1: you know, we go over your, your, your patient volume, your, your census, who, you know, what patients are in infusibles, what, um, your payer mix will put together a, a pro forma to see if it makes, it makes sense from a financial standpoint. Um, and, and, and if that's the case, we we've got a service agreement, they sign, and then, you know, we're up and running in six weeks from the time they, they sign an agreement. Um, you know, so six weeks from the time they sign there's, there's patients in the chair infusing, and uh you know and and, and we know how busy infu- uh practice staff is um without us it would it wouldn't take six six weeks it, it might take 6-9 months i mean just how how sort of overworked and and understaffed a lot of these offices are so the ability to get that up and running um is is interesting you know we work i actually i'm i'm in new york city right now i'm not, i we're based in new hampshire but i'm in new york right now because we set up a we had to set up an infusion center that um the introduction from came from we infuse uh from a rheumatologist who was busy setting up his practice um which is an undertaking in and of itself brand young you know new new physician new independent practice wanted an infusion center didn't quite have the bandwidth to do it on his own um and we you know we went live with our first patient uh you know, two days ago, in the midst of a of a pandemic, so I was here to, to put the finishing touches on it. There's some travel restrictions in our company, and and I was the only one that could that could make it down. But um, you know, that ability to sort of navigate through through really challenging, um, you know, through a through a health crisis is is you know, it, it, it sort of tells us this is why we're here. You know, we can make this happen, get these patients treated. When if they were on their own, it would be it would be a monumental effort to to, to make it happen. Whereas since it's all we do, we can we can get it done.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's an awesome offering. And so let's, let's address the elephant in the room that I hear a lot of the biggest reason physicians or the biggest challenge a lot of physicians see to getting going is payer contracting. You know, the the physician may say, listen, this sounds great. I get it. You're going to take the risk. And I've looked at, you know, judging by your website, it looks like you even provide nursing staff and revenue cycle management and all these things. So I'm not going to have to add a lot of, you know, things to my, my headspace. But what about payer contracting? Do you guys help with that at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, we do. And we've been successful with a lot of our clients and in, in, in improving or getting elevated rates for infusions. A lot of physicians, when they sign their physician, uh, their payer contracts, there's infusion codes in those, in those contracts, even when they're not infusing. And it's one of those things that they don't notice when they're doing the negotiation. When it's time to infuse, they realize, oh gosh, like I'm getting... You know, it's less than Medicare. It Doesn't really make any sense. So, so you've got to revisit that, and, and we do that, and have been been able to to be successful. And our our concentration and in, in the Northeast especially has allowed us to to push and get elevated uh, rates for the infusion centers. But it also, you know, it really also depends on on the payer. I mean, some payers are more cooperative than others. Some payers see the value in an office infusions. Others others don't. So, um, you know, more often than not, we're we're successful. But um, but it's it, but we but it's one of the things we look at when we, when we begin a relationship.
0: Well, I like how you, you mentioned in the beginning, it's really kind of an analysis of a physician's strengths and weaknesses. You know, some people are really just business-minded or they've had training, gotten an MBA degree or whatever it might, might be, but, and some people just are not, and um, they're not really detail-oriented and uh, they, they don't, you know, that's what ends up Biting them in the end because they're so focused on their patients and they're not minding their business. I mean, I just heard a story last week of a a friend that had a small business that uh, the the person he had doing the bookkeeping was was uh, stealing money for about a year before they found out. But he had given that over to the bookkeeper, you know, and wasn't because that wasn't a strength of his, and um, unfortunately didn't really do enough vetting on the bookkeeper. But it, I, I like. I like what you guys are offering because you're coming in saying, look, if this is not a core competency, we can come in. We will take all the risk, but we're going to we're going to partner with you in a sense to grow your practice and grow your business. We're going to assess the risk. We're going to assess the profitability. And especially with your background in particular, Woody, I, I would think that you guys would really be able to ease a lot of tension on the financial end and and really come in and help physicians grow another revenue stream.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But but I'll push back on one of your points, Dylan. Some of our best clients are very sophisticated operators. Um, you know, that they run they, they run a really tight ship. They are well run practices, but they're also smart enough to know this isn't what we're good at. You know, this isn't what we're good at. You know, so they great at the office office operations, great at the practice billing, but but they, you know, they, they know enough to know what they're not good at and so they don't even want to enter that arena so it's not just you know our clients aren't just you know, a combination of there's a combination of i don't want to say smaller single provider practices but we also have some very sophisticated clients who just who know that hey this is dangerous you know it's it's the people in the middle who, who don't quite know enough to know what they don't know that that, that really run a risk of getting burned here
0: yeah that's a great point point. and even for those more sophisticated practices i'm sure there's a lot of instances where they say you know we've grown very large we've even got multiple sites but this is not something we just have the bandwidth right now and we know that you guys are experts in this space so we want you to come in and help us grow this thing
1: absolutely you know in some of those large sophisticated sites they've got you know aggressive growth plans that that um that they need to to focus on and and as a entrepreneur and and a CEO, you know, one of the things that I, I stress and I have to, that I stress to, to my team is, is, is the idea of focus is, is, you know, you can't do everything well, focus on a couple of things, do it really well. And that's it. So for a, you know, a multi-location gastroenterology practice, that's trying to enter into new markets, um, you know, that's their focus and, and diverting time and attention away from that to what's uh what could be a material, but also smaller ancillary revenue source like infusion might not be worth the time, you know, you know, for them, it, it might be more important to focus on their, their growth and expansion strategies than this ancillary service opportunity. So um, you know, it, it, what we do gives, the, you know, gives those sophisticated operators the time and bandwidth to focus on more important initiatives.
0: That's so good. So, you know, we talked about one of the biggest challenges you faced. What about a success story? can you share a, a real story of when you guys have partnered with a physician practice and it's just been a great case study of what happens when OI infusion comes in and helps a provider add this to their, to their, uh, to their offering.
1: Yeah. So we, I mean, I, I would say almost all of our clients are good, good success stories. Uh, you know, one that, that comes to mind and I'm going to meet with the, the physician right now is a rheumatology group in in Eastern Long Island. Um, he had spent years, uh, infusing in the office but doing only specialty um referring out the medicare patients only doing specialty pharmacy in the office um really as a service to his patients um and the complexity of that just i mean just overwhelmed the practice and he was doing all this work getting none of the revenue because it was specialty and not and not buying bill and it was taking a toll on the practice and um we we signed an agreement with them about a year ago um we were able to get their Medicare patients back in switch the the patients from specialty to buy and bill, and have been able to grow the the infusion center by over um, two and a half times since since the time we we, we started um, so it 's become a really important revenue source for the practice and at the same time his practice workload decreased significantly you know because they were probably spending forty percent of the practice efforts on on the this infusion center and now they 're focusing it on the actual practice and they're fo- they're able to um, to hire new new providers, another MP, and, and really increase their, their patient population. So the workload went down, the, the practice revenue went up, the patients are happy. Um, we're able to treat patients that weren't able that we weren't otherwise able to treat, the, the Medicare Medicare patients that were getting referred out. So, you know, our, our client roster is filled with success stories like that, but um, you know, but that's a pretty good uh, pretty good example.
0: So what would you say is one of the keys to your success in this? Because you guys are obviously successful. You're, you're growing, you're adding numbers, you're, you've got lots of success stories. What's one of the keys? I mean, with you, especially as a, the founder and CEO, what would you say? Here's the, the, the biggest thing. Here's the best advice I have for anybody thinking about doing this. And This is what's made us successful as we've managed infusion practices.
1: Yeah. So, without a doubt, the most important thing you could do is hire amazing people. And I work with the most amazing people in the industry. Um, you know, the, the some of the, the people that helped us start the business, um, you know, have had a big impact in the industry. helped write the minimum. You know, Katie Morgan helped write the minimum standards of care. I mean, that's who I'm starting off with, right? So, off the bat, I'm starting with a huge advantage. I've hired some really incredible. Um, Business development staff, Ashley Knapp, uh, you know, Berkeley Taylor Allen, where, uh, who's our clinical director now, um, you know, Angela Johnson, Matt are Just the, the the people that I work with are top notch, and I hire amazing people. We set some general you know direction, and then I get out of their way, and the, and then amazing things happen. Um, so I think as a leader, like that's just you know your biggest focus should be on on hiring great people, and if you spend fifty percent of your time doing that. 50% of your day-to-day hiring great people, you will be successful.
0: That's so good. I know I love reading leadership books, especially those by John Maxwell. And that's that's one of the points that he hammers away at again and again is just surrounding yourself by your dream team and, and making sure you hire people that are that are just made to excel in those areas that you hire them for. And then you can spend your time kind of just coaching and encouraging them, but they'll do way better than you ever could in that role. and uh, And it sounds like you've done that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't do 90%. I mean, I had to set up an infusion center this, uh, you know, two days ago. Um, you know, I physically go in, I was the only one able to travel and I'm thinking, gosh, like our team is doing this, you know, more than once a month right now, just audit like, like, like clockwork automatically. This is so hard. How do they do it? Well, it's just, they're incredible. I mean, they're just really incredible people. I couldn't, you know, I, for you know, uh, aside from the, the nursing, which is a totally another thing, and we can get into that in a second, but I couldn't do most of the functions in my business. I mean, my team is is just incredible at what they do, and and they're really passionate, really engaged, and um, and I just try to remove obstacles from them, and and we get amazing results um, because of that.
0: That's so good. And then, what about how do you kind of navigate using the tools that you use? Because we all know that healthcare is just Full of software solutions and tools and moving parts and phone calls and notes and EMRs and all this stuff. I mean, what what's what's a resource that you could recommend that's really helpful to your physicians and to your infusion centers?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, we're on the We Infuse podcast, and We Infuse is our our you know we use We Infuse for our EHR. Um, I think we are one of the first sort of enterprise clients of of, of you of We Infuse. Um, and it's been a you know a really invaluable uh, part of our, our growth. Um, we, yeah, I mean it's just the the the, in, the intuitiveness of it, the the straightforwardness of the of the of the software just makes it really easy to use. And in a growing company, when you're adding a lot of employees, that's really important. And you know, our business at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's it, it all comes down to the nurses. Um, the nurses are are the lifeblood of what we do. And, uh, and having a solution that, that works for our nurses is, is, is really the most important thing for us and, or one of the most important things. And our nurses love working with WeInfuse because of how intuitive it is, how easy it is to use. And we're, you know, we're growing so fast. We're adding nurses quickly, ramping them up and getting them infusing in an autonomous nature, and they can pick up on, on everything so quickly within the software that it, it, it just makes scaling a lot easier.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you highlighted that because one of the questions I want to start asking people who are on our show is how has we infuse impacted your 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 practice? And with you guys with the nursing, you know, that's that's feedback we get a lot is that, you know, of course, anybody's hesitant to change at first, but a lot of nurses once they get on the platform it actually speeds up their charting and makes their charting easier, faster, and more detailed than, than before. And so a lot of times we hear stories that we we get email. A lot of thank you emails we get is, yes, it's from people like you, the CEO and founder, but a lot of emails we get once people get on the platform is from the nurses saying, wow, thank you so much. This has saved a lot of double work. This has saved me a lot of time. And, um, and we get a lot of feedback like that. So I'm glad you highlighted that. So, 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 so moving on from all that, I mean, so you guys have, you went from ideation to launching a management company to now where you're at at the time of the recording of this podcast um, and over 25 centers, over 50 employees. What would you say is the best advice you could give to physicians thinking about starting an infusion practice? You know, I
1: would think really um, sort of, I mean one I think every infusion sorry every physician that has the patient volume to justify an infusion infusion center should um, the clinical benefits are 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 there i mean it makes it's so good for the patient the uh, compliance um, um, you know the treatment compliance the the relationship that you d- develop with the patient by infusing in the office i mean it there's really no reason not to if you if you have the patience um so so once you sort of establish that i would think really carefully about you know the keep the, the capabilities that you have as a staff the bandwidth that you have to um to develop this service line and the financial resources that you have to weather any mistakes or 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 issues um but And, you know, and if, and if the answer to those questions is no, I would highly recommend, uh, you know, OI and or a management company, because it just makes the, the process go much faster, much smoother. Um, and, and as a, you know, as an entrepreneur, I always say like, there's no credit for being original. You know, if, if someone else has a good idea and I can use it for the business, I will. Uh, you know, there's no credit to, you don't get credit for figuring out how to manage an infusion center. Um independently. If I can just work with another person or another group to do it for me easier and faster, well, then that's great. I can go, you know, it just makes me sleep better at night. So, you know, I, I, I believe in, in what we offer as a service. Um, we have over 25 other groups that do as well, and that's why they work with us. Um, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to the patients and, and the benefits of the patients, uh, of in-office infusions is there's, there's no reason to not do it if you have the patient
0: volume. That's so good. And then let me ask from another angle, what's the best advice you have for uh, physicians who are doing infusions, but just, you, you know, you having your expertise and coming on the outside looking in, what's something that you see time and time again that people need to take note of or be aware of in their current infusion practices?
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you're already infusing, I mean, it's just you have to stay on top of uh, stay on top of of these payers and the policies they're putting out. I mean, it just gets more and more complex every year with what they're requiring the the medical policies. Uh, you know, we have biosimilar policies coming out, which can interrupt patient patient care or interrupt your ability to get to get reimbursed. So, um, staying abreast of those of those changes um, is what I would really focus on. And then as new drugs and new therapies. Are, are approved, looking at those and and thinking of you know the the appropriateness of those for your patients as well.
0: That's so good. Well, Woody, I mean it's it's great to have you on the show. We could talk about this for hours, but um you know just just trying to keep it to a consumable time around thirty five minutes. Th- this has been great. I mean you clearly know your stuff. You guys are. Are growing and growing and um helping people and i'm sure there's going to be some interest so what's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you or to find you if they want to know more
1: um you can go on our website uh oi-infusion.com um fill out a form you can email me at wbaum at oi-infusion.com um and, uh, yeah, just reach out and, and can, can I just tell a quick story? Cause I, I, before we leave, um, cause this happened yesterday and, and it's just, it's been really touching. Um, but you know, I, it, one of the, 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 best parts about my day. And, and I think a lot of people listening to this would, would agree is, is the ability to work with the nurses and the clinicians that we do. And, and then, and I said earlier, the nurses are our lifeblood. Um, but yesterday we had a patient go, uh, have a severe. He had a severe anaphylactic reaction and went into cardiac arrest. and And two of our nurses who were there were able to perform CPR and resuscitate him. And they they got him stable. They they got him to the to the ER um, where he was able to survive from from this essentially this, this heart attack. Um, and as a result of of those nurses, you know, a, a, a father goes home to his daughter. Uh, you know, a mother has a a son. A wife you know, has a, has a husband and it, it, you know, just working with these nurses is, is such a blessing. It's such a privilege, you know, they are true heroes what they do day in and day out. And that's, it, it, it's just so gratifying. And I, I just had to give a plug to, to the nurses on our team, uh, you know, Catherine Clark and, and Kristen Billings and Berkeley and, and Laundra and all of them, because what they do is so incredible. And it's just such a blessing to be able to work with people like that. And then people in the infusion industry, like working with individuals like that is 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 really is really rewarding so I, I had to drop that in in there before before we go
0: man that is awesome and that's just yeah. <laughs> unfortunately another one of those things of having an infusion practice you know you hate to, to think that that could happen but gosh it did and and but thankfully going back to your initial point about the best advice is just having great people and you had some amazing nurses yeah. right there and they jumped in to save the day and, and like you said um, somebody gets to see their dad again. I mean, that's just priceless. Yeah. So thank you for sharing yeah. that story.
1: No, it's, it's been a blessing. I mean, this is, it's really an incredible ride and I, and we love what we do. We, we care deeply about the patients, our nurses and everything, you know, and, and, and our clients. So um, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out, uh, if they have any questions about starting an infusion center or, or we can be helpful in any way, just, just reach out to me and, and, and we'll set up some time to chat.
0: That's so great. Well, Woody, you've, you've clearly, you guys have the, the business acumen and you also have the passion. I mean, it comes across. And for those of you listening, I'll, I will put the link to the website in the notes of the show. Uh, in addition, you can connect with Woody on LinkedIn, uh, but you'll have that information available in the, in the notes of the podcast as well. So, uh, Woody, thank you so much. This is Woody from OI Infusion, founder and CEO, just giving some great insights on operating fusion centers. So, Woody, thank you for being on the show.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, everyone at We Infuse, and, and have a wonderful weekend, everyone.
0: All right. What great tips from Woody. I love his background. I mean, it's just really hard to argue with somebody who has a background in mergers and acquisitions and debt and equity raises with. With uh, you know Fortune 100 companies like he worked for to go in and analyze the infusion practice business model, and then partnering with up with somebody who had clinical experience. I love I love his unique take on that, and what a great guy to start an infusion center management company. Because you can know when you work with OI infusion that they are going to dot every I and cross every T and, and and really look at it, yes, from a clinical perspective, because that's what they're passionate about. But gosh, to make sure you have that business the business piece of it all lined out, it's just great takeaways. I love what he said about his team, the people he works with, and that heart, you know, that that heartwarming story of this patient who was literally his life was saved by those nurses who were on the scene, knew what to do and and a daughter has her dad back, a wife has her husband back. It's just an amazing story. And of course, I love what he said about, you know, what's the the key resource that they use? They use the WeInfuse platform to manage the entire workflow from the managing prior alts and all of the insurance process ahead of time, and then going into scheduling, having a chair, uh, and optimizing that scheduling with a chair-based scheduling system, and then the nurses charting, and then all of that information flows over into a really powerful super bill that can be uh, sent to the biller, and I, I just love that. This company, OI Infusion, that's managing these infusion practices, WeInfuse is the tool they use. So if you want to learn more, definitely head over to our website at weinfuse.com. You can see blog posts that we've written that are actually excellent resources for those of you that want to, uh, you know, sharpen Sharpen your skills, sharpen your knowledge in the Infusion Center. And also, if you want to learn more about how We Infuse can simplify your workflow and save you time and money, just schedule a discovery call with one of our account executives today and they can shed some light on how much We Infuse can simplify your workflow. So, guys, thanks again for joining us in the We Infuse podcast. If this has been helpful, please rate and review on iTunes. It helps us get the word out. My name is Dylan McCabe with the We Infuse podcast, and I will catch you in the next episode.